0: That kind of lines up with what Tesla said about half of their deliveries for the quarter being in the last 10 days of the quarter, which just sounds like a completely absurd and unnecessary way to run your business. The TeslaQ podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for and should not be used as financial investment or trading advice. Research associated with fiscal decisions should be conducted elsewhere. The host of the show possesses no license or credentials to warrant accepting advice based on what is heard on the TeslaQ podcast. Additionally, even though the host and guests may hold positions in companies discussed on the show, they don't have insights into the next time step of the simulation. Therefore do not make any financial decisions based on the contents of this podcast hello and welcome to episode number 29 of the tesla q podcast this is going to be the final part of the march madness series so the finale it's part four uh the prior parts were episode 24 26 and 28 for parts one two and three recording this on friday may 3rd which is the day that uh tesla has completed their new capital raise of over two billion dollars uh partially as convertible notes and partially as new shares at 243 dollars per share most of the day today, tesla traded at about 255 dollars per share uh after ramping up to that level early in the day i think it topped out at 256 60 something maybe so obviously that capital raise burns shorty for the time being uh it doesn't doesn't appear at first glance to actually change the overall business sustainability of Tesla's business model, but that's probably why Elon is pivoting to portray that they're shifting their business model. Uh, they're now touting their robo taxi fleet and how their vehicles are going to appreciate in value and generate thirty thousand dollars per year of cash flow per vehicle which fails to actually recognize that other competing vehicles will be able to undercut the price per mile that they'll be able to get so the dollar per mile assumption that they've made may not end up coming to fruition so we'll see what happens with that uh Interestingly enough, the prospectus for the capital raise did not mention anything about robo-taxis, so <laughs> that's that's interesting, of course. But then there was a, a phone call yesterday where apparently robo-taxis were all they talked about, so maybe that audio of that conference call will be released later on to prevent a, a full-on Reg FD violation similar to the February 28th secret conference call but I guess we'll find out about that. Uh, one, One note also from this past week is that the 10Q came out which was kind of a prerequisite to the capital raise of course and within that it was included that the April due date for some solar city bond repayments has been pushed out to June. It had been 180 million dollars but now it's down to 165 million and the interest rate on that is 6.1 percent so we found out when the 10q was released on i believe it was monday or tuesday that that payment had been pushed out so if tesla hadn't raised capital this week and had actually paid off that bond their cash balance would have been under two billion dollars most likely due to accounts payable coming due from cars produced in quarter one and such. So, don't forget if you want to contribute to the podcast, you can become a Patreon subscriber and make a small contribution each month. Uh, That's at patreon.com slash teslaqpodcast. Uh, Shout out to Captain Future, who is one of my larger patrons. He's actually a big Tesla fan and SpaceX fan. But he appreciates the podcast and appreciates that I am at least mostly fair in my perspective on things, even though I do see things from a a bearish perspective when it comes to Tesla. So with all those intros out of the way, let's get back to March Madness. Uh, We left off last time on March 14th with the Model Y reveal. So that was on uh, Thursday. So on Friday, March 15th there were tons and tons of people on twitter pointing out just how similar the Model 3 is, or the Model Y is to the Model 3, and that they're hardly different at all. There were Photoshop uh, comparisons, side-by-side comparisons and stuff, and there's basically no way without major changes that people who are average-sized adults could sit in the back seat of the Model Y. That's The main takeaway. I I probably mentioned that in the last episode. Same day, Friday, March 15th, there was a tweet from Quirky Llama where he had heard that that buyers of the Standard Range Plus Model 3 were uh, attempted to be upsold to a mid-range. And apparently if they held out long enough, they could actually get a mid-range Model 3 for the price of a Standard Range Plus Model 3. So that's definitely believable now that we've seen the actual financials for quarter one. Obviously, Tesla had pretty poor margins for quarter one with their negative $700 million bottom line number and their negative $920 million free cash flow. Not a whole lot else happened on that Friday, March 15th, besides all those comparisons of the Model Y to the Model 3. On Saturday, March 16th, Mark Cuban took to Twitter and was defending Elon Musk. It's basically, main point of of his tweets were that he was suggesting that the SEC guidance was overly vague and that Elon couldn't possibly be expected to understand what's material or not, which Elon's supposedly a super genius, but he can't understand what material information is. That just seemed absurd to, to many people in Tesla Q Twitter, but... As we've seen with what actually came out of the settlement, apparently that the SEC somewhat agreed with Mark Cuban, as the only thing that came out of the settlement, which was reached the end of last week, I think, was basically just that they clarified exactly what he couldn't tweet. It is notable that Elon's tweeting this week was substantially reduced from, from prior times, and it it appears that he may actually be complying with the more well-defined settlement that they reached. So for better or worse, that is now the case. There was uh, one Twitter user, Mother Cabrini Ny, or Mother Cabrini Praise, and that's Praise with an E. They they suggested that Mark Cuban's exchange may have inadvertently showed that Elon was shopping around for funding ar- amongst the, the Billionaire Boys Club as we saw with since he actually got funding this week maybe that that was the case maybe not sunday march 17th was mostly quiet nothing notable happened that day monday march 18th tesla asked employees to help volunteer with to help with deliveries uh they in the email that came out i think they said they had thirty thousand cars to deliver in the rest of the quarter and that was on march 18th so that kind of lines up with what Tesla said about half of their deliveries for the quarter being in the last 10 days of the quarter, which just sounds like a completely absurd and unnecessary way to run your business. I don't know if they're hoping to do something similar at the end of June. Maybe they are. Can they actually achieve it? I have substantial doubts, of course. I guess we'll find out. Monday, March 18th, Brad Bus netted about five million dollars with his 10b51 options exercise and sales on tuesday march 19th jim kramer was on cnbc and he was talking about elon musk and basically said that elon musk was making a fool of judge nathan and that later prompted some res- responses from elon which has carried on even into this week where elon tweeted something at jim kramer about being a a fake or something and then jim kramer had a little clip where he was pretending either pretending or actually had been upset that elon suggested that he was a fake and mentioned his father and all sorts of stuff it was a very very odd clip i can't really describe it in full detail just go watch it if you're interested that was the same day that tesla Tesla, the company's Twitter account, put out a tweet that said, Due to unusually high volume, Tesla was unable to process all orders by midnight Monday. So price rise has been postponed to Wednesday the 20th at midnight. So that seemed very absurd, of course. This company that supposedly has the best battery technology in the world and was able to take hundreds of thousands of pre-orders for the Model 3, or deposits for the Model 3, back in 2016 can't handle the website traffic on Monday, the 18th of March, 2019. Uh, it's a little little questionable. It makes It made it seem more like the price rise threat was more of a sales tactic. And that sales tactic was repeated with this full self-driving or autopilot price rise that Elon had threatened To occur after May 1st, which has now been delayed to May the 10th, I think. So, used car salesman gonna use used car salesman tactics. Ironically enough, that tweet from Tesla came out right as Tesla's share price was hitting 263. Uh, It was it fell to that point, but then after that tweet, it melted up to about 275 by the end of that week, uh, Friday, March 22nd. On that same Tuesday, March 19th, Barclays came out with a $192 price target for Tesla's shares. Also, there was an article that day from Laura Kolodny about the various lawsuits and investigations related to Tesla. That was, uh, they used information that's been assembled by PlainSight. I think that was the same day that the Theranos documentary came out on HBO. Might have been the night before. Uh, There was also the 2020 special that was the Friday before that about Theranos. On Wednesday, March 20th, things were mostly quiet. On Thursday, March 21st, Elon tweeted a link to a Wikipedia page of Jim Cramer, and it was directly to the part of Jim Cramer's Wikipedia page that mentioned manipulating prices by creating a level of activity beforehand which ironically enough is what Elon Musk did on May 7th, 2018 with his pre-market purchases and sheeple analytics pulled the price data from that day and cross-referenced and was able to deduce that Elon's purchases that day were in fact in the pre-market. So that was pretty, pretty ironic. And also of note, in regards to that, May 4th, 2018, so 364 days before I'm recording this right now, was when Elon tweeted a warning that the short burn of the century was about to happen. So May 4th, he he made that tweet, and May 7th, he made pre-market purchases to boost the share price. I'll be interested to see the Form 4s that come out in conjunction with this latest capital raise. Won't be surprised if he ends up having purchased more than 25 million dollars of tesla stock anything above the 25 million would have been open market orders as opposed to this new issuance that that just went out on that same thursday march 21st there were there was news from the from some virginia transportation official officials who had visited the boring tunnel out in california and they said that, this is a quote from one of them It's a car in a very small tunnel, and they ultimately declined to pursue the boring company's technology, quote-unquote, any further. Uh, There ultimately was also a a GQ article about that decision by the the Virginia transportation officials. Same day, uh, the Alvarez and Marsal jet was in Van Ness, Uh, which is the home airport of Elon Musk's G650. Don't know anything anything else about that. With Tesla's capital raise, obviously, they're not in imminent danger of bankruptcy for at least a quarter and a half, maybe. That same Thursday was when they brought back the referral program. And in conjunction with that, there was 1,000 miles of supercharging was one of the Maybe the only thing that you definitely got as part of the referral program. And I actually just learned earlier today that until May 28th, there's a $5,000 or 5,000 miles of supercharging referral thing available. So, yet another sales tactic, I guess, to try to pull some sales into May to try to have much better numbers than quarter one, I guess. There was also a Shorty Air Force sortie that day that happened to fly over lathrop and machine planet was able to take pictures of the tesla facility there and he happened to notice in his pictures that there were many many empty car carriers that were just chilling in lathrop they weren't being used which presumably those are from the the company purchase that tesla made which seemed to just be maybe a a cya purchase so that Elon's prior statement about purchasing trucking companies would not be easily proven false. The next day, Friday, March 22nd, Elon flew to Flint, Michigan, and he spoke to a group of kids there and donated some Chromebooks and uh, I guess maybe did something with the, the water. Or I know he's planned to do something to help with their water issue. Uh, someone on Twitter pointed out that that was a donation of well below $1 million, which for someone who has paper net worth of $20 billion is quite a small percentage. Also on that Friday, the 2025 Tesla bonds, which originally yielded 5.25%, I think, their spread spiked up. So that's the the spread between those bonds and the tre- U.S. Treasuries, I think the 10-year Treasury is what's used for that. So that spiked up. And I, me being, attempting to be silly on Twitter, I tagged Ross Gerber and, and Galileo Russell and uh, asked and asked if they had any thoughts on the bonds. And Ross responded by asking where he could buy some. And that ultimately led to him saying that he would buy those all day. Uh, After I pointed out that that they had an 8.3% yield to maturity and many, many folks responded to his tweet. I've actually pinned the tweet that he responded to of mine uh, in case anybody wants to go back and read the replies. There were, I think there was 46 replies to Ross's tweet. And if you want to be entertained, you could go read those. And uh, here, just in the past week or so, I've started referring to those 2025 bonds as the, quote, Ross bonds. So if you see me tweet about Ross bonds, I'm talking about the 2025 Tesla bonds that originally yielded 5.25% that in recent times have yielded above 8% as on a yield-to-maturity basis. That same Friday was the day that I set up my Patreon account, which... It's at patreoncom podcast. you can become a contributor. I do occasionally put up some premium content for my patrons, so become one if you want to see that or hear that. Also, on that Friday, Feb or March 22nd, there was some sort of article that mentioned that the that there was a police report regarding that Davy crash where the doctor died. Uh, and the police report said that the vehicle had been traveling at the speed limit of 50 miles per hour. I know original reports related to that had suggested that he was going 75 miles per hour or 80 or something. So I don't know what the true case was, but there apparently there was a police report that said that he was traveling at 50 miles per hour. Saturday, March 23rd and Sunday, March 24th were mostly quiet. Nothing major worth going over again here Monday March 25th the SEC put out a reply letter in the whole contempt matter and on that same day it was deduced by me and a couple other people's discussion that that solar city leftover bond of 180 million dollars would be due by April 30th which was this past Tuesday from when I'm recording this. And I mentioned earlier it got rolled out to June, and is now paid down to 165 million dollars. So of the 2. Point whatever billion that Tesla was able to raise today, I guess they'll be able to send 165 million of that out the door in June to get that Solar City bond off their books. Tuesday, March 26th was the day that uh, Judge Nathan put out a, a letter. Or ruling or whatever, calling for oral arguments on April the 4th, which was a Thursday, which happened, of course. There were several people that were in the courtroom to see the arguments and everything. Uh, that, That same day, Tuesday, March 26th, there were some lazy headlines that mentioned that there had been a dismissal of a securities case against Tesla and or Elon Musk, which was actually referring to the WACOS or Wachos, however you say it, case. But I think a lot of people probably got confused and thought that they were referring to the contempt matter that the SEC was pursuing. Which, of course, was settled last week, which I'm sure helped with the ability to, to raise the new capital today. On Wednesday, March 27th, the main thing that happened was that Elon Bachman's Twitter account was suspended. That was directly after he posted a link to the the listing of all the the deaths that have occurred related to Tesla vehicles, whether they're pedestrian deaths or driver deaths or passenger deaths. Um, a lot of people, a lot of the Tesla bulls, pointed out that many of those weren't due to autopilot, which the list didn't say they were due to autopilot, um, but Elon's Elon Bachman's Twitter account was reinstated the next day. Uh, one of my episodes was a, a fairly short one where I talked about that a lot more, so you may have already listened to that. On Thursday, March 28th, EV Defender pointed out early in the day that JB Straubel was likely selling some shares that day, uh, well before his Form 4 for those sales actually came out. Thursday, March 28th was also the day that Lex Friedman started touting that he had some kind of update to his autopilot research coming out the next week. Later on, of course, Lex interviewed Elon Musk on his podcast. Um, The tweet from that March 28th day that I had retweeted has been deleted for some reason. I'm not sure why it's been deleted I should also note that Lex is going to be on the Joe Rogan podcast next Tuesday, May seventh, which is interesting. It's interesting that um, that him as the autopilot researcher is going to be on Joe Rogan's podcast. It's also interesting that Ark Invest with Tasha and Kathy Wood had Elon Musk on a podcast. And they've been touting the autopilot advantage that Tesla claims to have and the robo-taxi business model. Uh, So there's kind of some interesting connections and and access to some pretty high-up people, if you consider Elon Musk to be a a difficult-to-get-in-touch-with person. But, of course, Elon was on the Joe Rogan podcast Just this past week, uh, Rich Benoit of Rich Free Builds was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And now Lex Friedman, who's an autopilot researcher, somehow affiliated with MIT, is going to be on the Joe Rogan podcast. So just uh, some interesting connections there. Uh, I'll also point out that Lex had blocked the NVIDIA director of research, Anima Anandkumar, after she had urged him to avoid artificial intelligence media hype, and to publish in peer-reviewed journals. So, for whatever reason, Lex does not publish in peer-reviewed journals. Not, I don't know why. I haven't actually looked deeply into Lex's research, so I, I don't have an opinion on it necessarily. But I do have suspicion that he may be a bit compromised by his Elon Musk fandom, which is fueled partially by the photograph of Lex holding a not-a-flamethrower. So he appears to at least be a bit of a fan of Elon. And late in the evening on Thursday, March 28th, there was a Form 4, as J.B. Straubel did indeed exercise some options and net a nice payday that day. Uh, it's It's been speculated that J.B. may not be with Tesla for very much longer. Uh, as as was noted in the proxy statement that was released two Fridays ago on April 19th, there are four Tesla directors that are not going to be seeking re-election once their current terms expire. And of those four, three of them have been on very aggressive uh, plans selling their options as they they're already vested options that is that's antonio gracias and uh brad buss who had been the cfo of solar city also i think linda rice johnson has sold when her options have actually been in the money but i think her strike price is like 320 bucks so she hasn't made any sales recently her last one was for a net gain of 731 dollars uh, so those three, those are three of the directors they're leaving, and the other one, I forgot who the other one is, off the top of my head. But JB Straubel has been on a very similar 10b-51 plan, which was started in November. Uh, it very, very closely mirrors the plans of Antonio Gracias and Brad Bus. So it's been speculated that JB Straubel may not work for Tesla for too much longer. Back to the timeline. On Friday, March 29th was the first time that I'd seen any tweets from Carlos Aranda about Tesla. He's a Tesla worker who apparently got hurt on the job and has had some issues with getting Tesla to actually pay for workers comp. There was a GoFundMe back in April that raised some money to, to help him with that, which was a nice precursor to the GoFundMe, which has raised over $115,000. To help Skabushka with his legal battles against Tesla that are upcoming. On Saturday, March 30th, there was a post on the Tesla Motors Club, Tesla Motor Club forums, which uh, included someone saying that they were glad to know that Tesla could sell vehicles at lower prices and still make a profit. Which, when I saw that in real time, I I, I retweeted it and commented, this word no, it's, uh, do you actually know what it means? And in light of the actual financial results for quarter one, it's pretty clear that Tesla was not able to sell vehicles profitably at that lower price point, along with producing more vehicles than they could sell and having a bunch of in inventory. It all added up to a nice negative $920 million free cash flow number, which would not have been sustainable for for much longer without the capital raise. On Sunday, March 31st, is when I first became aware of the Ben Baller video where he was trapped in his Model X. And one of the first things associated with me finding out about that was a Tesla bull calling us idiots and saying this is the actual Ben Baller and posting a picture of someone who clearly was not Ben Baller. So that was fun. Um, ben Baller actually had made a Tesla ring for Elon Musk. I think it was valued at something like $35,000. So about about the price of a, a lower end Model 3. But Ben actually has a child who has asthma. So he was very very concerned about his children being in the the vehicle and possibly getting trapped and not not being able to breathe well so i think he said that he wasn't going to allow his children to be in the model x anymore i think he may have even broken the lease for that model x so that same day sunday march 31st there was a a picture and video of a tesla semi which was hauling a whopping four tesla vehicles and that, in, with the video and the photos of that, there was a, a little bit of a an issue where the Department of Transportation sticker may or may not have been Photoshopped on in the, the pictures and it didn't show up in the videos. The Tesla Bulls, of course, tried to say that because the, the video was like 480p, not 720p or 1080p, that it just simply didn't show up due to the low resolution. I don't know what the real story is, and it's pretty irrelevant to the grand scheme of things. So I'll move on to pointing out that also on Sunday, March 31st, Skobushka put out a final quarter one Model 3 production estimate, and he estimated between his, I guess, midpoint estimate was 56,000, and he would believe up to 58. 5,000 model threes produced in quarter one and the actual number turned out to be 62,950 according to the 8k that came out on april 3rd so Skabushka's estimate was quite quite close to being uh, correct so that'll that'll do it for the march madness stuff uh just a few few more items that i'll mention here so as of I believe it was Saturday almost two weeks ago, just before the um, the autonomy day on Monday, April 22nd, Tesla had uh, sought a temporary restraining order against Skabushka from Twitter. And following that temporary restraining order, Montana Skeptic, who I've interviewed on a prior episode of this podcast, organized a GoFundMe campaign and... Uh, so far, it's raised, I think, almost $120,000 to help with Skabushka's legal fees. And there was a... a the art, the attorney that Skabushka has hired put out something earlier this week, that, which I haven't actually gotten a chance to read yet. But apparently, if they're able to, to get discovery against Tesla, there could be some interesting things that, that are discovered. To the best of my understanding, I don't think the restraining order has actually been served to Skabushka. So we'll see what happens with that. There, the judge I think replied very quickly to Skabushka's attorney, and I think there's something coming up on May 21st related to that matter. So we'll see what happens with that. With this big news of the capital raised by Tesla. I think it's very important for those of us in the Tesla Q community to buckle in and pace ourselves as it's going to be at least five months longer than it otherwise would have been with this saga. So for me with this podcast, I'm going to have to find a good sustainable pace to to maintain. I will continue making episodes. Hopefully I'll get an interview again soon, maybe somebody talking about the apparent business model pivot or the alleged business model pivot that Tesla is currently undergoing definitely will need to have somebody who's more well-versed in autopilot and driver assist technologies on the the show sometime as that's a key component to the Tesla story from here on out and glad to have this March Madness series over I kind of feel like I boxed myself in and didn't allow myself the freedom to just do the podcast as I had originally intended. So I'll have some shorter episodes more frequently, hopefully, in the near future, other than interview episodes. And when I do have interviews, maybe I'll have, like, a special bonus section that's only for, for patrons. So we'll see about that. So if you want to become a patron, that's patreon.com slash podcast. Or if you want to make a one-time contribution, you can still go to the Square Cash app or, and you can reach that at cash.me slash teslaqpodcast. And if you want shorty merchandise, you can go to evacuationboy.com and search for that there. Thanks again to, to Captain Future, who's one of my higher-level patrons. And if any other patrons would like a shout-out on the show, just let me know and I can make that happen. And with that, we'll call it episode number 29 of the Tesla Q podcast. Buckle up, people. It's going to be another extra five months beyond what it could have been, maybe even longer with this extra two-plus billion dollars of cash in in Tesla's coffers. So it's going to take a while for them to to burn through all that, but I trust that Elon will maintain his, his prior business acumen and indeed burn through that cash, so...